Hey, it's great to see you at episode 6 of Guidelines Blue Sky Stinking Podcast. Setting up premises is some interesting issues to discuss. But first, let's see what's happening in I Have a Dream. Finally, Jacob and Zelda meet in their new premises where renovation and beautification works are well underway. Yeah, the, the high biz gear. Yeah. <laughs> well, how's the progress? It's it's looking good. I know, right? I think the builders hate me, but we're getting there. I can't imagine anyone hating you, Zelda. Don't you look dapper in your high vis vest and hard hat? Yeah, so where are the offices located? Through here. Wow. That's a big open, empty, echoey office. <laughs> Bit chilly too. You keeping the heating off to save money? It's the same temperature as the warehouse. Yes, but that's to be expected. Warehouse workers tend to be dressed for the job. Office workers, well, not so much. You going to go and work in your coat? Guess not. The builder said something about heating. Hold on. Yo, Wilson. What did you say about the heating yesterday? What I said was... If you force us to put that wall there, it will disable the heating. Yeah, that was it. Hold on. Do you mean permanently, or just while you put it up? Permanently. You know, when I said, you won't have any heating if you put that there. Oh! Uh, That's not good. What will it take to reinstate the heating? Don't know. We had to rip the flue out. I know a guy, but it won't be cheap. Yeah, I bet. Well, get me a price and we'll have to get it done. Righty-ho, buddy. We need to think about the practicalities of running a building and not just getting the aesthetics right. Aesthetics? Yeah, you know, the look and feel, making it look beautiful, that kind of stuff. But Dad's office always looked like it was in a factory. I want my office team to be closeted in a lovely working environment. I believe that will make them more productive. Yeah, not if they're frozen to death, they won't. Mm, True. Definitely less productive when dead. Well, I'm just surprised Tarquin let you do it. I'm going to have to have a chat with him. Tarquin? That jackass. He stomped on just about every great idea I had. Stomped? That sounds past tense. I told him to naff off. Called himself an architect. The only thing he architected was my misery. But he's the best commercial architect in the area. Oh, please, tell me you didn't insult him. Of course not. I told him honestly that he was useless to me and didn't know what he was talking about and that I would take control of the project. So you canned his project manager at the same time? Sure. They were ganging up on me. You can't put that wall there. If you block up that door, it's a fire risk. Electrical sockets can't... What door have you blocked up? Over there. Hold on, that's the entrance for the office workers. And their fire exit. 
they can go in and out of the warehouse. <sighs> what if there is a fire in the warehouse? Oh. Out the windows? Uh, look, I appreciate you want this office to be attractive and pleasing to work in, but it has to be functional and safe. There is a balance to be struck. Look, I admit sometimes you have to manage architects, but they, especially Tark, we know what is appropriate, safe and legal. Let me smooth it out with him and get the place up to the code. Oh. Okay. I thought he was being picky, self-opinionated and overly cautious, but you're paying for it, so whatever you think is best. Yes, yes, I am paying for it. What? Uh, well, uh, so, look, um, interview starting next week, I hear. Everything planned? Yep. I've got lots of interest from the local job centre, and I posted jobs on job sites. Also, got some friends popping into the dog and bone for a chat on Friday, so may get some luck there. OK, but be careful with hiring friends and family. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Dad did well with me. Yeah, who's doing the interviews with you? I haven't got anybody lined up. Do I need to? I'll get Catherine to join you. Think you could do with some help. It's quite tough to do back-to-back -to -back interviews. Oh, OK. Would be nice to see Ka Catherine again. And, of course, when they start, uh, have you got the desks and IT all sorted? I'm going to hire a facilities manager and IT techies so they can deal with that. So you're going to wait for them to work their notice at their current job, start with you, and then you'll start installing desks, seating and the technology? Well... Now you say it like that, it sounds a bit sluggish. Tarquin uh, has an office design specialist in his team. Let's get them in. I also know a good IT company who should be able to sort out the network, computers, printers and um, cabling. Uh, where's the dado trunking that was in here? I'm sure it was marked on the plans. It broke up the walls and made the place look too industrial. Uh, I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I know uh, a good IT company, thankfully. Uh, look, I'll tell you what, let's talk about what you want the office to look like and I will take control of this so you can focus on hiring the people. Deal? Great. I'm fairly happy with the start I've made here. It would be great to move on to the next challenge. Yes, yes, that would be good. I believe in angels When I know the time is right for me I cross the street I have a dream Well, where do you start with all that? Well, Firstly, I'd like to introduce Dave Moore from the Cornwall Development Company, who's joined me today in the Enterprise Space for Advanced Manufacturing, which is in Cornwall. Welcome, Dave. Hi. Um, Dave, you have many years in, in running premises like the one Zelda's trying to set up. Uh, you're currently the centre manager for this lovely brand new building uh, on the outskirts of St Austell. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, you know... 20, 30 years experience in engineering, maintenance, project delivery and building management. 
guess that sums it up really. Cool. Uh, so on on that basis, we're we're going to have a, a look back on, uh, on on what you've just heard uh, about sidelines premises, new premises. What what are your initial thoughts on what's going on there? Well, where do you start? Um, poor communication, lack of understanding, no clear control. I guess that's a, a start, I suppose. Yeah, and it does seem to be that the client's taking quite a a heavy role in this. Is that is that unusual? No. Nope. <laughs> you don't usually have somebody like the client, like Zelda, standing on the side telling the architect what to do. Well, very often you do. <laughs> You're not couching your answers in, in caution there, right? Definitely not. <clears throat> so... I think it would be good to cover some more of the points in detail. Let's talk about the role of an architect in any, any building or renovation project like this one. Uh, are they are they critical? Could they be useful? Are they there to be truly useful or are they just an optional expense? It, it depends, I suppose. Um, simple projects, possibly not. Um, but they do understand building dynamics, legal requirements and, and principles of design. Though sometimes they do forget that they're there to deliver what the client wants rather than award-winning buildings yeah. they might bring more work in the future yeah okay yeah i see that and uh, what about the project manager because you managed to can both the, <laughs> both the architect and the, and the project manager uh, project managers again optional well he should help to manage the delivery of the project ensuring that it meets the client's needs and coordinating and then managing the actual delivery hence project manager um, but sometimes they can be take one side or the other very often but a good project manager will normally seek a good workable compromise in most circumstances. Okay, all right. So what, what should Zelda as a client be expecting from these experts in, in the form of architect project management? Well, well, Zelda should be expecting advice uh, from the experts uh, in order to deliver her dream. Uh, however, communication, listening and understanding in both directions is critical. So... Do you think that she's um, taken a, a far more... To, she trying to get too involved in the project? Yes and no, because she knows what she wants, Yeah. Um, but she does need to listen to the advice she's given. So there's a good chance that Tarquin, our famous architect, has probably stuck his heels in, found her, uh, perhaps not dealt with the client quite, quite as well as he should. I, I, I would think so, yeah. Okay. The builders uh, may be a little bit stereotypical there, was their approach familiar, or are you surprised they decommissioned the heating? Not surprised at all. It's very familiar. Yeah? They'll do what you ask them to do. Sometimes okay. to a point. It's <laughs> due to a point. Yeah. <laughs> and to that point, you just happily ripped the flu out by the look of it. So Zelda has been deviating somewhat from the plans, therefore, um, quite evidently, because she's taken walls down or put walls up where she shouldn't do. And the architect had put these plans together. What? be a good process for managing these changes normally shouting them through the corridor to no, the I, I think project meetings discussions agreements change control any one of a number of things along those lines would make sure that, that things are tracked people know what they're doing why they're doing them uh, rather than just listening to somebody and then doing it without thinking about the consequences yeah now <clears throat> just during that slightly change control it's one of those phrases that makes people wince it's like project management doesn't like it you know if you're a small business owner and startup you think a project manager has just been an unnecessary expense an architect definitely thinks so and then you hear change control um it, what does it protect you from 
it, it protects you from your build grip and your flu out without really explaining <laughs> to you yeah. why you can't have any heating after that. Yeah. Um, it's really to, to, to create an understanding and make sure everyone's aware of the decision that's being made and why the decision's being made. Yeah, and, I say, and also the, the, the documentation pathway means that when you do actually finally get to an operational bid at building, you can go yeah. back. Yeah, it also means <clears throat> if you do want to look back, you, you can see why a change was made and why you've ended up where you've ended up. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that can help with the route to, res uh, to any dispute resolution, maybe. Sure. So it has been said, it has to be said that sometimes um, the, the architects cannot think of everything. Um, uh, and who else is it good to get involved when you're designing a premises? I'd say definitely the M&E guys or the mechanical and electrical ah, teams. Uh, after all, without power and water, how can we make the tea? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, others though might be IT um, or perhaps some other specialists like heating and ventilation specialists or maybe office planners, as Jacob suggested. Yeah, so uh, I mean, focusing on the M&E, because obviously the phrase is very familiar to, to us, but to, to people who are running a premises for the first time, M&E including power and water, but can also include some quite other bulky pieces of equipment. Yeah, it? so it could include your fire alarms yeah. uh, or your intruder alarms so you can actually lock the building up when you go home and yeah. you know you're not going to get everything stolen. Uh, even down to your boilers. I mean, you can't get your heat and you certainly can't boil your kettle without your sockets on the wall. Yeah, I think or even your IT plugs. It's possible people underestimate the amount of space that some of this stuff needs They're to Very take. much. So, so often I've seen buildings where um, they, they'll put a plant room in uh, and then when they start building it they discover they can't get everything in the plant room and they have to try and find somewhere to put the water tank, uh, I can figure an example I've just seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, where they end up having to put the water tank somewhere, which has created a low water work because they've been there to fence an area off and they've actually reduced the working area that was available to, uh, to the client. Yeah, and that can also impact, I suppose, if you do want to extend, change, go up, use floors of different things, suddenly yep. you, you can't because you've got this large piece of engineering equipment in the yeah. way. So, I mean, this is a, moving on a bit, to what is a huge subject, I know, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not looking for chapter and verse on this by any stretch of the imagination. Health and safety. So where do we start? Um, staff safety over staff comfort. It's it's a difficult one. I, I think it's good old common sense in, in, in my yeah. opinion, though. Unfortunately, one no one seems to teach common sense anymore. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I, I you know I would say if if it don't seem safe, it probably isn't. And actually. Remember, if you've been doing it the same way for a thousand times and, and got away with it, that just means you're actually close to getting it wrong and something, <laughs> something happening that shouldn't. Um, I mean, ultimately, there are rules and guidelines for a reason. Um, you know, I think common sense helps, but for some reason, we've had to write them down because people don't apply the common sense. So that's what the rules and guidelines are there for. Yeah, and they, they can sometimes be a, appear to be a bit overbearing or complex. Yeah, they can, yeah. And especially when you're starting up new premises, yeah. you can be an kind of absolute wall of, of health and safety and fire risk and, uh, and such like. It's quite difficult to wade through all of that. Correct, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it goes back to some of the things we've said in previous episodes that getting advice on these subjects early, uh, and even if it's that's talking to other people that are running similar... I think, I think it's the same all around, really. The, the earlier those conversations take place, the better. And, and sometimes we, we go away and we let somebody design something, they don't involve the M&E, so you end up with a plant room that's not big enough. Yeah. You don't involve the client, so the client comes on and says, well, actually, that's why I want to move that wall, because you didn't give me a big enough office. Yeah. 
and then you get into expensive chat. Correct. Very much. So, so we'd have to say then on health and safety that, that blocking fire doors is an absolute no-no then. Yeah, but you might have been able to move it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, a, as you say, uh, as you said then, it's just about getting the, you know, using some common sense. You just didn't use a common sense. You was looking at the attractiveness of the room first. Yes. Now, we move on slightly after um, we talked about recruitment because that's a, a subject for another day. Um, moving on to the fact that Zelda decided to remove the dado trunking and the cabling around the room. So I once saw a company strip out all the physical dado rail cabling because it, it ruined the look of the room just because they heard Wi-Fi yeah, there is. Um, is, is, could replace it all. And that, that was 10 years ago. And of course, Wi-Fi just couldn't do that kind of thing. A bit different now. But have you seen any hideous mistakes you can share without embarrassing anybody? Yeah, I, I remember once a company specifying a, a new boiler for a site based on the incoming gas usage to the site. Um, unfortunately, they'd forgotten that there were actually four kitchens on that gas supply. So we end up with a very, very big, oversized boiler that very rarely ran. And right. when it did ran, was running at so low a, a, a level that it was incredibly inefficient. Classic example. All right, so uh, expenses on all sides. On all sides, sides. and wasteful too. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, there is a, a, an array of these things, and I think it's only by, by suffering you can help others to avoid them, can't you, in some ways. So, um, finally, it would be good if you could share your top tips for creating a safe, useful, and effective premises. I think, listen to the advice, listen to the client, but work together to find the solution. Well, that's concise, uh, and thank you very much for those. It has to be said that building premises leads to commissioning building premises, um, uh, and managing those premises all have their own challenges. Would you agree? It sure does, yeah, and that's not to mention snagging the defects when you're trying to move in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, and I think that's common. Okay, obviously, we're, we're sitting in a brand new building and we've both experienced <laughs> small snags. Sure have. Um, uh, and not seeking to you know, embarrass anybody, but it, it is just what happens, isn't it? You, know, you, can't, you can't get away from that. No. Um, so that's great. Thank you very much for spending the time with us there. Um, so thanks, Dave. And thanks for Cornwall Development Company giving you the, the chance to do this. Um, My pleasure. Uh, so at that point, I would encourage all of you listening to ask uh, questions in the comments on our show page, where we'll also put some useful links and a full transcript of our conversation. Uh, you could also leave your feedback and ideas for subjects to cover in the future. Rate, like, share, if you would be so kind. As for next time, well, you heard Jacob say that recruitment is about to kick off in sideline. That's got to be easy, hasn't it? We'll have one or possibly even two recruitment HR experts to throw some light on the matters raised in the next episode, which is called One of Us. Say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave.